turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thank you for tuning in today. In the beginning, God gave us the perfect prescription for a well-balanced marriage. Then came Satan, and the rest, as they say, is history. Be encouraged. God's word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God has always done his part. We need to get back to doing our part. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. And Father, we pray now as we prepare to preach the Word of God to the people of God, to the glory of God, that you would just help me to preach in the power of your Spirit. We thank you for songs that were sung before you. Prayers pray to you, worshiping you, adoring you, exalting you, lifting up the name of Jesus from the heart. Lord, fill me with your spirit. I realize and humbly confess that apart from you, I can do nothing. And help the people of God to get what they have come for. Help their minds not to be distracted with worldliness, things to do, things forgot to do, and such things. Help them to be all here in body, soul, spirit, and mind. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. That's right, All God's children said, amen. Have your Bibles. Turn with us to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. Then keep your Bibles open because we will be referencing a number of scriptures. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. The text reads, For everything created by God is good. I love that right there. You know, I can just stop right there and just preach that phrase and, and then give the invitation. But I, I'll go on. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. We want to preach on this morning how to bless your marriage and family. How to bless your marriage and family. It is my prayer that you would document because when you write, it helps you to remember and you need to 
review this so that your lives will be made better to the glory of God. As we reflect on our marriage and family this Thanksgiving season, we should be blessed. We got to realize that we are blessed and we ought to bless the Lord because he says in verse four, for everything created by God is good. Marriage is a blessing from God. Marriage is a good thing. Marriage is honorable, says the scripture. Marriage is blessed. Marriage is holy. Marriage is a sacred institution created by God himself. The psalmist says in verse 4, for everything created by God is good. Is good. Is good. Timothy says, for everything created by God is good. Our marriage and family are gifts from God to us. Marriage has always been valuable to God and we should value and make it priority to, priority to us as well. So now Satan is making an all out attack against the institution of marriage and family, causing many marriages to crumble all around us. If we desire to see our marriage stand firm in the midst of widespread separation, in the midst of widespread divorce, I believe it starts uh, with having a spirit of thanksgiving. A spirit of thanksgiving that has arrested our marriage. A spirit of thanksgiving uh, for our family. Being thankful for our husbands. Being thankful for our wives. Be- being thankful for the children and grandchildren that God has blessed us to see. How can we be a blessing to our marriage and family this Thanksgiving season? How can we be a blessing to our marriage and family this Thanksgiving season. Number one, only when we possess a right attitude and spirit can we be a blessing in our marriage and family. Only when we possess a right attitude and spirit can we be a blessing in our marriage and family. The worst thing we can have is the head of the house, the husband, or the wife, or the children with with bad attitudes and bad spirits. It's it's the surest way to to wreak havoc in the home. When the heart has been cleansed and when the heart has been changed by the Lord, one can possess a right attitude and right spirit in our relationship with our spouse and our family. It's our attitude. It is our attitude that God is watching. It It is our attitude that the Lord is looking at. It is the heart the heart of a person. How is your attitude toward your husband? How is your attitude toward your wife? Children, how is your attitude toward your parents? And just because you're growing up and you're becoming teenagers and you're in your early 20s, don't, don't mean you know it all and don't mean that you get all uh, cocky because you are grown now. You got to realize if you're 21, 22, 25, you are a young grown. Your parents have been grown and they can teach you a few things if you would listen to them. Why don't y'all say amen out there? You just got grown and knew everything. Humble yourself. Listen. Be respectable. Uh, Husbands and wives ought to respect one another by having a right attitude toward each other. 
Psalms 51.10 says, create in me a clean heart. And uh, if your attitude is bad, it goes back to the heart. If your spirit is bad, it goes back to the heart. It reveals the condition of the heart. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew in me a right spirit. Renew a right spirit within me. I can teach all the right doctrines in the Bible theologically correct. I can teach the doctrine of eschatology, uh, uh, ecclesiology, uh, Christology, angelology. I can teach all those ology, bibliology, and all those things. But if the if church, if, if the people, the believers in the church have a bad attitude, even though I preach it right, your bad attitude can run for right out of the back door. That's right. Won't speak, won't smile, and then if they smile at you, you wonder what they what they smiling at. It's wonderful. You know what? It, it'll be a wonderful thing even in your home if you have a ministry of smiling. Children smiling at parents, parents smiling at children, husbands smiling at wives, wives smiling at husbands. If you have somebody you sit next to you that you are kin to, uh, why don't you just look at them and just smile? Some of y'all haven't done that. I mean, look at them, just look at them, just smile. Look, go, go do it again, smile. When's the last time y'all smiled? You gotta learn to smile. Anybody can look grouchy. All your wrinkles all up there. Oh, a, a, a smile. There ought to be a ministry of smiling. Stop, get off the greeters ministry if you can't smile. Get off the ushers ministry if you can't smile. Smiling is a ministry. People come in here suicidal. People come in here depressed. People come in here confused. People come in here not knowing what to do. And just your smile can make a difference. Oh, you may not know all the theology. You may not know everything it is to know about the Bible. But you say, I just love being around them because they, they minister to me with their facial expression and with their body language. But you can't really do that. I'm, I'm not talking about fake smile. He, no. no. <laughs> a genuine smile. A genuine face, facial expression. Beloved, all kinds of problems arise when there is a bad attitude and spirit in the family. Because marriage is a covenant relationship with God, every effort is to be made to preserve it for as long as we both shall live. As Pastor Rander is showing us in today's message, we must do our share to energize our marriage. Think well of each other. Prayerfully leave it to God to change what needs to be changed in our spouse. Be selfless, not selfish. Be humble toward each other. Forgive each other. Be determined to have a Christ-centered marriage and be filled with the Holy Spirit in all things. And this goes as well as, this goes for singles as well. If, if you're single out there, raise your hand. In any degree, keep, keep them. Don't, don't, don't let them down. You might find somebody in here. You know, you know, we don't. <laughs> Not that you're looking for somebody, but you just never know. Strange things happen. I've seen it. 
<laughs> I don't have nobody. I'm 45 and it's getting late. Well, who told you it's late? Um, maybe it's because you're not smiling. Maybe it's because you look mean. You know, um, maybe because you, 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 you don't expect a catch with a bad attitude. You, you know, you, 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 you get one, one man come, another go, another man come, one lady go, another come. Maybe you're too opinionated. Maybe you're too strong willed. Maybe you come off too hard. Maybe you need to soften up. Maybe you need to be a better listener. Maybe you need to have a sense of peace about you. Maybe you scared a man. Maybe you scared a man. You know, you, you know, some, some women are just, you know, strong, overly strong. And you need to have God to humble that spirit. Humble that spirit. And so it, it's real important that singles do this as well. God knew exactly what he was doing when he created the institution of marriage. And it has been a tremendous blessing to mankind. Marriage has been a tremendous blessing to mankind. Marriage was not an afterthought. It was not an accident. God just said, oh, by the way, I just think I'll create the institution of marriage. I think they might like that. No, God did that with purpose. When he created marriage, it was intentional. He knew exactly what he was doing when he created the institution of marriage. Can you imagine what the world would look like if God had not created the institution of marriage? Just think about that. What if there were no institution of marriage? I believe there would be chaos. If there were no marriage and family, there would be disorder. If there were no marriage and family, there would be confusion. And there would be no restraint, no structure. And by the way, because of marriages being torn asunder, separated, separation and divorce in the times in which we live that's so rampant, we see this in our culture today with the disintegration of marriage and the family, the breakdown of marriage and the family. We see uh, no restraint and stru- no structure, no dis- I mean, we see lots of disorder, rather. We see lots of confusion because of the disintegration of marriage and the family. Therefore, family is the most important foundation in human society. It is the bedrock of society. It, it, it is the most important foundation in human society and must be nurtured. Marriage must be protected because Satan hates marriage and the family and he desperately seeks to destroy them when he can create conflict. Satan has a design. He is intentional uh, against destroying the marriage. He creates conflict between husbands and wives. It is Satan who moves people in high places and politicians and on in the courts to redefine marriage. 
Uh, it is Satan who, who moves people to confuse the roles within the institution of marriage and calls people to be confused even in their gender identity in marriage, which undermines and disrupts God's intentional design for the sacred institution of marriage. Why did God create marriage in the first place? It wasn't an accident. What, why, why did God create marriage? Some of you plan to be married, you know, uh, and some of you been married. Others have been married two, three, four times. And I'm trying to help you stop with this marriage, with, with, this, with this marriage message. That's enough marriage. That's, a, that's enough time being married. You on your fourth one? Now, don't, don't, that's enough. Stop. Okay? Okay. Something is going wrong. Stop messing up all these lives. So why did God create marriage? A, God created marriage for companionship, intimacy, and fellowship. He created marriage for companionship, intimacy, and fellowship. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. After God made the monkey, the monkey wouldn't do for man. They say we came from monkey, but that's a lie. Straight from hell. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't just evolve. We were created. We were created by God. We are his handiwork. You know, God created the elephant, the gorilla, the giraffe, any of the animal you can name. And after God created that, all, he, he, he saw man was still alone and he put him to sleep, took a rib out of his side and created a woman, married him. It says, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. So he made him a helper who is suitable for him. A woe man, a woe man, a, a, a special person, a person who would compliment him, be a blessing to him, a help me to him. For companionship, intimacy, fellowship, be God created marriage for procreation. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28a says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female is God's design. It doesn't matter what the laws of man has passed. The word of God is still the word of God. Where are the amens? I hope the culture haven't gotten a hold of your mind. Male and female. If you have reproduction, it has to be with a male and female. He created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them. Blessed them. Now, he blessed a male-female relationship. You don't bless any kind of relationship. Now, this is not a political correct sermon. These kind of sermons get me in trouble, but I really don't care because I want God. I want to please the Lord. There's enough confusion outside the walls of the church. No need me to be. I don't need to be petting and pampering you. 
Don't you want, how many of y'all want straight truth in here? We want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Your children need it, your grandchildren need it. And you know what, it's getting harder and harder to, to preach the truth in the church because your minds have been shaped by media and technology and Facebook and tweets and Instagram and movies and, and, uh, and all, all uh, the who's who in society and movie stars and late night shows. And you so bombarded with the philosophies and ideologies of this world until you have been baptized, immersed in it. And you've heard wrong so long until wrong seems right. And so when you hear truth, you think something's wrong with me and you're looking at me like I'm cuckoo. I'm not crazy. I have good spiritual sense. Only the truth is going to set you free. God created marriage for procreation. So God created man in his own in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed that union. And God said to them, now underline this, be fruitful and multiply. Now some of y'all don't like that part. Be fruitful and what? Y'all know what that means. Have babies. Now you have babies in a marriage. Yeah, you hanging with me. And now when you have babies outside of marriage, you complicate things. Uh, you make things difficult for yourself. Uh, you, 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 finan- you get financially broke when you're outside of the marriage. Here, come, here comes the child support. Here comes the attorney fees. Uh, here comes the baby mama drama. Here comes all, all this stuff for a little momentary pleasure. But you paying that child support for some decades. How quiet is getting now? That's right. Be fruitful and multiply in the context of holy matrimony to the glory of God. Now that's not algebra. That's not chemistry. That's Bible. How many understood? If you understood what I just said, uh, understood what I just said, raise your hand. Say amen. amen. But you know what? It's amazing how married folk, a lot of married couples, don't want to have children. What is wrong with you? He said, Well, I can't have them. That's why you have adoption. There are a lot of children you can just take in. There are a lot of, uh, 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 listen, listen. That's a wonderful thing. What if, what if Adam and Eve said, I know what God said, but we, I don't want to multiply. <laughs> Y'all laughing at that. That sounds funny. No, we just, we don't want the children to, I ain't never seen children before, but I don't think I want any. <laughs> Y'all laughing. Oh, let, let, me, let, me go, let me go another round with you. Noah, when he got off that ark, it was just Noah and his, you know, Noah, I love Noah. He's one of my favorite biblical characters. That man preached for 120 years, and only folk got on that ark was his family. That gives me hope when folk don't want to listen. <laughs> it really does. That encourages me. I mean, he preached all that time. Never seen rain, 
uh, you know, uh, all the hardness of the heart. Everybody was doing what was right in, in, in their eye. And, and he preached, he preached, he preached, he preached, he preached, year after year, decade after decade, over a century. And all his family got on board. Yeah. What do you, and God, when they got off that boat, got off that ark, there was a rainbow signifying that never again would the water destroy the world. Next time it'd be, it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. But what, and God told, he gave a command. Uh, and there's only 80 y'all. Uh, be fruitful and multiply. What if Noah and his family and, uh, and the husbands and wives and all the ones on that ark said, we don't want to have babies. Then the human race would have become what? Extinct. Y'all scared to say it. Extinct. You know, children are a blessing from the Lord. You said, when I look at mine, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) But they are a blessing. And uh, don't be afraid to have children. Don't be afraid. Amen? Amen. I know some of y'all scared. You shrivel up and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, t- you know, and and really, it's best to have them when you're young and married. You know, you can you can you can have them older, but you know, you getting old too, and you can't. You know, you you can have children, and then can't throw a football. You know, you can't play baseball. You can't. You you bending over. Arthritis got you. You know, you. I look at my grandchildren now. I'm I'm glad to see them come, and uh, I'm so happy with them. But but, um, but when they leave, I can just smile. They got a mom and daddy. I don't have to sweat her thing. I threw my ball and went to the games with Randy. So if I go to their their games, that's just an add on. But but it's their responsibility ultimately to raise their children, and it's not my business to interfere. God's design for marriage is lasting. If we take an honest look around us, we can see that marriage based on God's word are based on love and commitment and will stand no matter what. The strongest legacies are established for generations to come. Praying and trusting God to bless us with a spouse designed just for us will last a lifetime. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.